0: hi this is tony silva and charles Wiz, and this is episode 127 of uh, two teachers talking uh charles and i get together to talk about uh teaching and teaching english in japan specifically and uh today we're going to talk about uh mind maps yes mind, mind map maps terms?
1: What's a mind map? What's well, first you have map? to have a mind to have a <laughs> mind map. And so I don't know why you're asking me about that.
0: <laughs> so things, things hard? Things hard these days? Are we tired? Are we a little tired, Charles? Tired? No. Why would you think I'd be tired?
1: Oh, let me rephrase this, Tony. Do you know anyone who's not tired right now? More than no. usual? No. More than usually?
0: No. Everybody's exhausted. I it's think a hard, so. It's a hard time.
1: Well, you know, I talk to teachers, and every teacher I know is just really tired, mm-hmm. exhausted, beat. I can't imagine what the students are
0: feeling. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It, I was uh, in, in talking with them in the last couple of weeks. So I'm actually, they're tired, but um, most of them are tired from doing homework. It really seems like the bulk of what they're they're doing is like asynchronous, and there's very few. Um, you know, interactive type classes. I mean, there there might be Zoom, but those are mostly lecture. It seems. Um, but uh, they seem to they yeah they just have homework.
1: Yeah, I think that's what they're t- yeah because there's the, they can't get credit for just attending the class and sleep.
0: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, so students difference. have
1: said they when I've asked them about do you prefer online classes or real classes? That's. They all say they prefer real classes. Like, oh, so because you want to be able to, you know, talk to the teacher and see the teacher. And they go, no, there's more homework now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: So I think that's That's interesting. But the other thing I found really interesting is that uh, attendance is much better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have some classes that are, like, consistently running perfect attendance. Yeah. Unless, of course, the students are having their friends sit in for them, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <They could be. laughs> somebody was i know was telling me that they kept looking and there was this one student and it was like every other week the student looked really different <laughs> until they figured out that their friend and them were rotating or something mm. yes it's strange it's really strange but yeah i think everybody's tired you're tired
0: i'm tired but you're
1: always tired at this time of year i think we're all tired at this time of year yeah
0: yeah what's well, this is the rough one right spring is rough it's um the heat is, you know, you get the rainy season, which is a real rainy season. You get so much water everywhere. Um, the heat has arrived or is, is about to arrive. It's, it's sporadically here, but it's, yeah. That, you you know, mean the real impressive.
1: heat? The real heat. <laughs> yeah, 30 degrees, 31 degrees. We don't consider that super
0: hot, right? Yeah, along with the 90% humidity, it's still pretty steamy.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: So yeah, and uh, yeah, and the end of the semester in a long haul with no holidays. Though I did have a, a couple this week. Finally, yeah. yeah, and I worked and I worked straight through both days.
1: Yeah, I've. It's interesting how now it's definitely Monday through Fridays is total teaching and preparation, and Saturday Sundays are just marking, and it's just become much more delineated, more differentiated for me. Mm-hmm. It usually was a mix, but i find that i just can't do any marking until saturday sunday. i'm too busy, yes. with, you know, make, making videos and editing and you know, working on audio and materials more and more, you know, trying to make everything really accessible to the students. And what i found out is that this is um i got to figure out a better way to do with this is that I've been really focused on the audio for my asynchronous classes. Mm -hmm. I make videos and I'm not that worried about the quality of the video, but I have been really sensitive about the quality of the audio because I think I'm, you know, these are non-native speakers listening to me and I need the best quality (laughs) audio. And then I listen to what some other people are putting out and, (laughs) you know, they seem comfortable with, you know, standard microphones and maybe the students don't care. I don't know. But, that's causing me a lot of uh, pain and mm. sorrow is the audio editing.
0: Yeah, having standards is a bitch. <laughs> is that how it is? <laughs>
1: that is it. What's a standard? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's get back to this. So mind mapping, right? Mm. Um, I think we both agree that mind mapping, and we're talking about this in general. There's you know little differences of concept mapping, idea yep, mapping, yep, mind yep, mapping, yep, yep, yep. and there, those differences I think are subtle, but maybe are not important enough to really go into too much. Yeah. But basically, we agree that mind mapping is a visual representation of people's thinking that shows the connections between ideas. Would you agree? Yes. You want to add anything to that definition? Uh, can we not just really. On?
0: That That's, that's, that's fine, because, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's, so, that's good. Perfect.
1: Right. And so, what can my, we, we can talk about? What mind mapping can be used for? But I think we were talking before, Tony, that you
0: said that you're starting to kind of use mind mapping. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm becoming more of a mind map user. Um, I used to um, in in classes. I often uh, teach some kind of note taking class, the note taking skills, and this is about. Uh, Mm, maybe four years ago. And, and you'll remember maybe you'll remember it when I uh, talk about it. And so most of the time I start with the you know, the Cornell method. I got a couple of YouTube videos that do a pretty decent job. One is like bare bones, the other one is like this girl goes really off the charts with colored oh, pens that and inks. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> how many how many colored pens does she have? I, mean, I think there was like five. Yeah. And, you know, and all the different post size and colors of the post-it notes and everything else. I said, this is, you know, obviously this is, this is insane, but um, watch it anyway. Watch, it anyway, watch it anyway, watch it anyway. And you, you might get like one or two ideas that might work for you. And then um, one of my really <laughs> much better students um, starts talking to me. And, I, and you know, he says, like, well, you know, I've got my, uh, you know, we started, I don't know what we were talking about. Um, I think maybe I mentioned mind maps in class. And he says, yeah, well, um, I, I says, well, what do you use? And he was using an iPad. He, he says, he "Used Keynote. <laughs> Keynote, which is the is the um, Apple equivalent of PowerPoint. For note-taking? And for note-taking. And he was using it in a mind map way. Not really in a mind map, because it didn't have the connections. But just like, you know, you have the... You create slides in like in the slide view show, and so he was like taking notes on a slide and then moving the slides around. Um, and I said, that's that's pretty, huh? What a creative workaround to get a free get a free mind map application." But what you know, and when I looked at what he was doing, I said, "Well, yeah, you know what? Maybe." Maybe I need to look more at at mind maps, and that's when I started, you know, because I've you know the application has been on the machine since forever. Um, I says, well, maybe I kind of look and see how to use, you know, work with this. It might be helpful somehow. And uh, started, you know, finding more and more applications for it, and uh, uh I you know I found an app that works for me, uh, and uh, yeah, it's and so this year, and I think maybe because. We started talking about doing this, you know, doing a doing a uh, uh, a talk on on mind maps. I said, well, I need to get back into it a little bit before we do. I mean, we do the the, the show. Then, of course, COVID hit, and uh, this just got pushed way back. But in the interim, I've found I've been I've been using it more and more. I've used it for all of my class planning. This semester. And just before that, I used it for all the course planning because obviously we had to, you know, basically <laughs> take every course you teach and rebuild it from scratch. And I used the the mind map for that and um, uh, liked it and uh, have started to use it. And so, you know, for example, um, today's podcast <laughs> is done using a mind map. Then my planning for that was, uh, uh, I figured that was appropriate. So I'm just using it for more and more things. Yeah. I was thinking about when
1: we decided to do the mind map episode, this episode, and I thought, I won't use a mind map for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just write, get little post-it notes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was thinking about it, right? I was thinking, so maybe I'll get post-it notes. And then I realized that, you know, maybe in a certain way, post-it notes were how people first started mind mapping. Yeah. Remember how people would put up their post-it notes and then they would start moving them around? Sure. Sure. So that's actually a form of mind mapping. So, yeah, good old post-it notes.
0: Index cards, remember? Index, the index cards, index cards, sure. Wow. I think I, I shared with you a, a photo that I took of um, my planning for the very first podcast that we did, which was done on index cards.
1: Maybe, but it's been so long ago that I don't remember.
0: I mean, it was it was already long ago when I. It was, I think it was only like three or four years ago when I sent you the picture. But the first podcast, I don't, what was this? In 2010, 2012? I don't. Have remember. we been doing it for that long? I think so. It's like it like feels longer. <laughs> two thousand twelve, <laughs> two thousand thirteen, maybe. I don't remember.
1: Okay, so you you saw your student using Keynote in this interesting way. Uh, hmm. By the way, just as an aside to this. I have heard teachers talk about using PowerPoint as a tool for teaching writing to organize paragraphs Hmm. because it gets students to understand the relationship between ideas better, which is something that mind mapping does also. Yeah, yeah, very well. Right. But before we go into that, so why don't you continue? So you started retooling your classes because of uh, this emergency online teaching and you decided to use mind mapping or how did how did you end up using mind mapping versus let's just say taking notes or doing it another way um what happened there
0: well my my brain um works with outline it, it's it's kind of hardwired into my head somehow i think in outlines just like with computers i i still think of like file structure i can't do that like like google um the uh Gmail with the tags, nah can't doesn't, doesn't work. I need to know where the file is. I need, I need the hierarchical image in my mind, and I and I think in outlines. But when I was working with the um, putting the classes together, um, again kind of from scratch, I was just f- bumping up against the rigidity of the outline on a in a text document. Tony, can you expand on that? you know when you talk about yeah cuz when you're typing yeah. on a, in a on a in a in a text document whatever it is word processing or whatever it might be or, or an outliner tool um the just spatially you're restricted to these slots and it's yeah you can cut and paste into different slots and things but the the mind map made it way more flexible in terms of you know, jotting down an idea or a concept or a task and being able to move it around and duplicate it and make a primary connection and a secondary connection. Um, and uh, when starting from scratch, uh, that flexibility was a big benefit in compared to or contrasted with, um, contrasted to, uh, the straight outlining procedure that I normally would take, right? Because usually I can pretty much kind of hold the outline together in my head long enough to get it on, on a in, into the text document. But um, that's still You know, I can still do that. But the mind map just opened up a lot more flexibility, and that's it was uh, kind of you know, kind of liberating in a way. Hmm. So you've traditionally
1: used outlines. Yeah. Okay. And when you outline, you've been doing that on paper
0: or on the computer? Almost always on the computer now, these days. Okay.
1: And But outlining on the computer allows you to move things up and down real easily, move things around. So how is that different from...
0: Well, the outline is and, very and linear. And I mean, it's hierarchical, but it is very linear where when you go to a mind map, that you are not restricted into that linear thing. You can have things right next to each other now or not next to each other now or move it up and down and left and right and collapse and expand. Um, and the the visual aspect of it, I think, is, is also important. And you know, spatial, it's just a little bit different. And it was just, when you're starting from scratch, I've just found it... You know, like, mm, I guess, easier. It just just flowed better. The flow was different.
1: So you found that, so you're working on your classes and so organizing your classes, the mind mapping worked really well. Have you been mind mapping more, let's say, when you're writing or making materials or doing any
0: kind of text kind of work? I haven't done much of that at all this semester. Um, it's, it's mostly been structural, <laughs> <laughs> just playing catch up, <laughs> basically, to be honest. Um, there's not much cre- creation of new things, it, it's mostly just band aiding and you know, just <laughs> making trying to make things work. Um, but I, I'm using it for all the planning, and, and there's very little creation going on, honestly. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah, I was just curious, because I think that's a good way to start off you know, talking about mind maps and their pluses and minuses and why we use them. And <laughs> we're also assuming that most people know what a mind map is, and I think most people do. Uh, and uh, so let's move from your case now. So we know why you've kind of moved to using mind maps to the different ways that people have traditionally used mind maps. Mm-hmm. So you have a list of things, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just why do you go through your list, or yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Just before the list, I said you remember back uh, earlier no, this I year. No, I don't. Yes,
1: you do. <laughs> I don't remember.
0: And I was um, struggling and reconstructing my um, one of my classes at Osaka University, and I sent you a copy of my crazy wall, as I termed it. My Crazeball, which was like a sprawling mind map of what I was trying to do in class. Oh, remember? Yeah, I do remember that. Yes, because yes, uh, yes. in, the, in the, sorry, when the, in the class there's all these uh, you know the d- different components to the course, and I was moving them around throughout the two semesters because you know with that, at that time, assuming that some at least of the spring semester would be online. And the fall probably would be on campus. So shifting things that I might ordinarily do in the fall to the spring, which we may be better suited to online teaching and moving some of the things from the spring over to the fall and how all that, what's included in each of those and what needed to be changed. Um, yeah, it became quite a thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know what an outline of that might've looked like, but, um, that might be a real good example of, of how the uh, the mind maps might, in some cases, uh, be um, easier to work with or better to work with than, than the outline. But in terms of um, what to use it for, um, brainstorming, I like get a good alternative to just a big piece of paper. Um, planning, uh, if you want to make that distinction to brainstorming, but whether you're playing a, a course... Or a class or a podcast um it uh it gives you lots of flexibility for those things, and for um you were hinting at just a little bit um in terms of creation, but yeah, if I was to begin work on a presentation, a real presentation, I'd done like a lot of small throwaways which I didn't need anything for, just you know demonstrations in class um, or a or a paper. Uh, or an essay of some kind, um, I would probably now start with the mind map. And you got some other ideas too. Wow. What else do you use it for? That's what the usual things? For?
1: Um, I have it down for managing my ideas, you know, outlining my ideas. I'm planning out classes, right? That's, that's more planning, as you said. Um, sometimes I use it for note-taking. Mm-hmm. When I want to take notes and things.
0: I can see yeah. where that would be really. I have not done that, but I can see that working really well. Like that kid who was using Keynote, right? Um, it's like, wow, well, this really makes. Again, it's a lot less rigid than, like, for example, Cornell.
1: Yeah, well, it's that linear movement, right? Mm-hmm. Just assuming that you know the ideas are linear, but mm-hmm. what happens? It just gives me more freedom when I'm taking notes. I can put something in, you know, top left corner, top right corner, bottom left corner, right. bottom right corner, et cetera, et cetera and move things around. So I think I use it sometimes for note-taking, but I know people use it for note-taking. And people um, can use those notes if they want, but also for test prep. You were talking about this, right, Tony? Yes. Using it for test prep. You want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I think, well, of course, I'm not, I'm not subject to any tests right now. Or um,
1: any tests that you know about.
0: Uh, but, uh, no, but, but for students, right, with, with students in, in, uh, test preparation and, um, uh, uh, research shows, um, that, um, most students study the wrong way. They look at their notes, they look at the textbook and they go over and over with the, you know, what, what notes they've taken, what they've underlined in the textbook. They just keep reading those things over and over, but it's much more efficient instead of starting with your textbook, starting with your notes, starting with, a blank slate, whether it's a paper or whether it's a mind map, and then starting to just write down what you remember and what you know, and then <laughs> you you see where the holes are, and uh, it tells you what you don't know, but in the process, your mind trying to recall and when it does successfully recall an idea, concept a fact, that connection becomes much stronger and you're much more likely to remember it. So remember the act of remembering those things and putting them into the the mind map or a piece of paper um, helps the student remember that better and it identifies to to the student where the holes are and what what he or she doesn't know. And so I think uh, the mind map would be really good for that.
1: I think that's a good point, right? That's noticing the gaps. That's the old Norbert Schmidt thing from years ago of uh, understanding that when there's something missing, that's when learning occurs, when the, the, mm-hmm. the learner sees that. But I was thinking also the other thing is that for studying, the mind map does something that that <laughs> is always, it's a pain point for me, is that it forces, I think students or can allow students to see the connections between ideas, what they've learned. And that's always the biggest problem for me is that, you know, that students seem to have trouble seeing how idea number one connects to idea number two connects to idea number three. And when they have traditional notes, it's just not clear to them, but the mind map helps them to see that ideas are connected and interrelated and Helps them kind of, you know, develop more of a synthetic um, or a synthesized sense of what they've learned. So I, I do think that for preparation, test preparation, if you want to, if you're making a test which is designed to increase understanding and increase learning, then I think mind mapping makes sense. But it's great for students who are just trying to prep for a traditional test, which is seeing how much of the information they can remember. So okay, so that's an interesting way to use it for test prep. All right, and outlining for papers, of
0: course. Mhm.
1: Right?
0: Um uh, the and the uh, yeah, and, and with the class prep thing, the other side of that is actually we, we've talked about like with our web pages, record keeping. Can you make a, a mind map of what you're going to do in your class this week? Well, you just save that mind map and it you got a record of what you did.
1: And you just have to add on to it.
0: Yeah. You just you collapse it into its own into one node, as they're called, right? The, 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 the centers of all these ideas collapse it all up, and there it doesn't take any space. You expand it, and it's there when you need it.
1: So maybe it's a good point. The the node thing are basically like the circles, right? Right. Where of each idea, so you have a main node, and then you have like child nodes, and etc. Right. And when you talk about collapsing, what you mean is that you can take. A bunch of ideas, let's say, that are underneath an idea, and you can just make those close up so you don't see them, right. and then you can expand them when you want to see them. So it makes it easy to kind Focus. Of focus. Oh, that worked. <laughs> what, what, what's focus? <laughs> I need as much focus, focus as possible. Focus. Just focus, right? Just <laughs> You know when you're really tired and exhausted, and mm-hmm. you try to, and somebody just goes, "Just focus, William," you? and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> "On what? <laughs> with I'm, I'm with, with what? It's like, what do you want me to focus with? I don't have anything available right now." So you use it in that sense. Any other ways that you can think of?
0: Um, storyboarding, which is a little bit like planning an essay or presentation or something, but um, you know. Th- Opens it up to different possibilities and things. Um, well, storyboarding's
1: the thing, like when you make a movie or you make a
0: or telling a, a story or making a story or or you know build it out like into a presentation. You would do a bit of storyboarding, right? Um, but yeah, storyboarding is like that comes from yeah television and and Hollywood movies where you, you know the, the main scenes are there and get moved around. Okay, so in in other words, it's basically
1: for everything.
0: Yeah, uh, task management. It's like a, a an elaborate to do list, and it's maybe more appropriate when you've got um, like a, you talked about connections, right? So if the, when those tasks are part of a project, so maybe it should be called project management.
1: Yeah, I would think that's where I would use it more.
0: Yeah, so like for example, you know, you're chain, moving offices. And, you know, okay, all the things that has got to get it done with you, know, with, you know, phones and data and paper and books and timing and outside people that need to get contacted. All those things can be different categories and groups. They can also have secondary connections among them. Uh, and you can ch- change the, the items, the list of the underneath each node. Um and you can make those to-do list tasks and you can just check them off as you go through which I'm doing right now as I'm going through the list of uh things for the podcast I'm checking them off as we, as we talk about each one. Okay. And you t- um and you've talked a little bit about uh c- using it for lecturing or no 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 I think what
1: we were talking about is that um it doesn't work if you put up a mind map on a board or you put it up on a projector or you pass it out is what I think I Yeah, was the mind about. map itself.
0: But you talked about using it with,
1: with Prezi? Oh, that's a different thing. You want to jump to talking about how we can use it in conjunction with other tools?
0: Well, yeah, because I okay, don't know. Because so, okay. you're, the, you're the expert on that. And I really well, I'm not really, really an expert. It. I'm just, you well, know, compared to away. Me, but are. before
1: we go on then, I want to go back to what you talked about with project management and task okay, management. good. Is there's actually a… A Mind map app, I think it's called Mindmaster, Mindmeister, mm. which ties into Meister Task or something. It's the same company, and actually the Mind map can be moved into a task manager, like pretty seamlessly. So I just wanted to mention that what you just talked about, right, for using a, a Mind map for um, task management, project management, there actually is a, a kind of a unified system there. And I think it's MindMeister. MindMeister, and they have a.
0: Um, I did see that one on- online just to
1: yeah, a- like a it, Kanban yeah. kind of uh, project manager. I know people who use it and really like it, really really like it. But okay, but going back, for example, um, mind maps they're, they're really flexible. So if you assume that they're, you know, a good example of visual thinking and. If people are familiar with Prezi, Prezi is a PowerPoint alternative. Have you ever used Prezi, Tony? Uh, I have not used it. I have played with it. Yeah. And it's basically, um, I don't know, how would you describe it? It's like a zoom in, zoom out, mind map almost presentation. So it kind of allows you to make slides and it has this visual of you're able to zoom out and see the entire layout of all the ideas so people can get general ideas but
0: yeah you can use it it use actually a, introduce a level of animation to your slides so it's not just a static slide where you you're actually things as you said zoom in zoom out and move move along um and it's a, it's animated so it i think it would be very effective with generations that have been raised on you te- know television staring at screens right well it does have quite a wow
1: factor the first time you see it yeah i remember the first time somebody i knew used it at a at a conference and we we're like whoa nobody, nobody <laughs> listened to listened to his talk because we were all like what app is this it was, it was like which is a really good example of a <laughs> the medium is the message kind of mm. thing but so prezi is an animated PowerPoint kind of presentation software, keynote kind of presentation software that allows through the act of zooming in and out of a general map. It's kind of basically like a mind map that's been turned into a PowerPoint presentation. And it's good in the sense that it, if you teach your students mind mapping, and I've done this, I've presentation classes, I've taught them mind mapping, and then you give them Prezi as the tool to use, they get it because it's just a one-to-one matchup basically. So it's useful there. But one of the things in a mind map app, and we should talk about what you would want to look for in a, in a mind map app, but something to keep in mind is that most mind mapping apps now have the ability to take the mind map and turn it into a presentation. Like I use um, on my Mac and my iPad, something called iThoughts and uh, it's paid for software, but it has a function where you just click export to PowerPoint and it turns all your nodes and everything, your mind map stuff into PowerPoint slides. I mean, it's all text don't get me wrong, it's not you know pictures and stuff. but you could do that if you have embedded pictures and links into your mind map. And we should talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, you can export directly a PowerPoint, but what happens with something like Prezi is it allows you to create a really nice visual representation of your mind map, which unlike putting a mind map up in the classroom, it seems that Prezi actually helps people understand the connections and makes it clear. So, I want to go back to that point that I've tried using mind maps as a teaching tool, and I've just seen my students' eyes glaze over.
0: Yeah, what's and the, I, just before you leave the Prezi okay. thing, what are the mechanics that you use to get from your mind map to the Prezi presentation? Is well, it just a straight uh, exp- export?
1: Well, no, no, no. Um, well, th- They take their idea, they map out their ideas, and then they use those and they build them in Prezi.
0: I see. Okay. So they're not. It's not a straight one to one export. Now, somebody probably has
1: figured that out. But the reason is that I'm having them go from the mind map, and then because we're working on slide layout, we're, you know, the visual creation. So that's why I don't want a one to one kind of idea. And also in presentation classes, I'm trying to get them away from text and I want them more using images. So they have to find images, graphs, or charts that match up to the ideas that they're trying to communicate. So that's why we don't do the direct kind of export. If it were possible, I still probably wouldn't do it.
0: Good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay.
1: So I was going to say something. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Not a problem. (laughs) Not a problem. So... This would be good if we were live streaming. Somebody could like type in a chat, and they could be my memory. Me. <laughs> that would be um, helpful. Oh, but I remember now. So, I was saying that it's one of the things I found out is that mind mapping is useful for my planning, for my ideas. But I've looked at other people's mind maps, and they're hard to follow.
0: Uh, It's very personal,
1: isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. And this is an important thing, which is don't think that, ah, you know what? (laughs) Instead of uh, making PowerPoint slides or Prezi slides or something, I'll just go ahead and show my students a mind map. Now, maybe if you want to, like, you know, show the first part of your mind map, then add the next part, then add the next part, add the next part, it might be possible to use that. That might work. But I can tell you that if you put a mind map up (laughs) –
0: no, 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 no! Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had that same experience. It's overwhelming. I had that same experience yesterday because I was looking, at, you know, I was looking at different, um, different applications and there are different sites and help things. And I was like, oh here, look at some sample mind maps. I'm looking I was like, huh? <laughs> I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: But I could also say that for outlines, usually too but outlines are easier to understand more cuz they're linear. linear yeah. Right? yeah. A mind map seems to be a real personal thing. It's uh it do not show a mind map to somebody and say what do you think?
0: <laughs> well, it's like my crazy wall. It's like I'm just it's like you just says, no, don't <laughs> yeah, you just, you know I know you don't get it.
1: <laughs>
0: so as going back to this
1: Prezi export thing. Um Let's might as well talk about how mind maps can be used with other kinds of apps. I mean, the biggest thing that a mind map can be used to is to export an outline, which is great. So you've got this mind map, you organize your ideas, and then you can set them to export to Microsoft Word, for example, or to LibreOffice or as a straight text file, the outline. Which is great because then you can move from the mind map to actually having a basic outline of what you want to write or what you want to present. Mm-hmm. The only problem is with different mind maps, you have to figure out what the order is. Yeah have you have you played with this before? Where some of them go clockwise and the others go counterclockwise, and depending where you place
0: them, you know they don't work the way you think right. they would work. Yeah, and but but I, you know I'm I'm kind of safeguarded there because my mind maps tend to be. Um, one side only. <laughs> Everything's. It looks like more like an, it looks like an outline. <laughs> so Is that be, called like a fishbone chart? Uh, I don't of? know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you see, mine are all over the whole page. So and yet, yeah, us see, I would on the when I, on the left side, I will put things that I don't know where they should go yet. But on the right side, I put the. Then it kind of resembles outline form, but there's also things floating around, right? Things floating around mm-hmm. the left, things floating around in the corners, but the the main part of it is outlineish so when yeah. I do export it to an outline, it doesn't do what you describe because I remember it I've had that experience though too mm. <laughs> it's like what yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting idea,
1: so you put. Stuff you don't not sure where to put it, so you use kind of like the left side of the mind yeah. map for brainstorming notes and general ideas and stuff, and then the right side of the mind map is for organizing. You kind of build it, yeah. That's an interesting idea, and I do notice though that the mind map app that I use tends to be right side based, and then hmm. it'll start rotating over to the left. But I use the whole the whole canvas mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. things. That's an interesting thing. So, again, that's an example of how people can personalize yes. these things. Yeah. Everybody does it different. different. Yeah, but the Mind Map is really good that way. I mean, in the sense that to, you can just do things differently. And you can yeah, change so colors. Yeah, it has a lot more freedom than most note-taking and outlining apps, I think.
0: Would you Yeah, agree? Abs- absolutely, absolutely. There's, yeah. And it's got, like, um, I mean, different. they have different... Features, right? But they got like little you know, icons and tags and uh, labels. I need little you know things that you can put in there, little, um, what they call them, um, stickers for
1: different yeah, there things. There used
0: to be, um,
1: oh, it was a paid for app. I remember somebody I used to work with really loved it, but you could put in, it had. This whole library of just little images and things, and you know you could just put clouds and lightning bolts and yeah, i i did I did
0: that yesterday with this because i again in in preparation i was i glad I did because I found all kinds of uh features about that I was totally unaware of and I started playing with uh, these little stickers and things so each I've got little stickers on each of these main points that I've got, and um of course you know the colors just kind of come automatically, and there's all the different themes. Um, but uh, that's all nice and fun and, and, again, easy to use, Go fun to use, um, but uh, underscores the, the flexibility uh, it mm. just and the different ways that you can do things. And talking
1: about that flexibility is that people might not know. You can put web links in, web pages sure. in. You can put… Um, images you can put videos into mind maps and it all
0: works yeah and you can link to other uh, other mind map documents in with some applications
1: okay and down the rabbit hole we go yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to link to my mind map to another mind map which is linked to another mind map and yeah.
0: Well, if you, for example, if you have, like, a mind map of, like, um, just paragraph construction, and you're teaching, you're, you're making the class for one school, it's like, okay, let's link to that. And say, like, okay, you're doing it two weeks later, three weeks later in a different school, well, just link to that, and then bam, and there you are.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something to be said for mind maps, more than almost other writing apps, mm. or outlining apps, or, you know, planning apps. There's just, they're more flexible, They're just so much more flexible, and you can personalize them so much more to however you like to work, and I think that's great. Um, Talking about, by the way, how mind maps can connect to other apps, uh, and this is going to be talking about some specific apps and a little kind of nerdy, geeky kind of thing, but one of the coolest things I discovered is that the mind mapping app I use, iThoughts. It it can use Markdown, okay, which is just a kind of writing, text writing system that makes things easier for working with the web, let's say. But um, it will actually connect to an app called Marked, which is a Markdown previewer, so that in real time you can be working on your mind map and in another window you're seeing the outline version of your mind map. And when you add things and change things, the outline changes. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, And
1: mm -hmm. that dual system for me it sounds nice is it it, it's amazing how it works because now i'm not just doing the visual but i'm getting the linear at the same time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for somebody like me who's just constantly and consistently confused the ability to see what something looks like on a mind map a visual representation of my thinking versus a verbal or a written representation of my thinking in a more linear form really helps me get things together. And it's unbelievable when you're working on, let's say, a a lesson plan or actually course planning, because you got that whole mind map going, you're seeing the relationships, but then now you can get it to see how, ah, this is going to make sense week by week by week. So
0: that's an example of that. uh, I think is a a real, real nice thing. It is. It's, 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 it's (laughs) I think that'd be really useful for our students too. Because so so many of them have a really hard time with the discipline required to like make an outline and to have that little that that dual view, I think, would be helpful for a lot of them.
1: Yeah. And the thing is is that it's real time. Yeah. And that's yeah. the key. And usually most mind maps or almost all mind maps now will allow you to export the outline. But mm-hmm. then you look at it. But here it's in real time. Mm. And the only reason it's not perfect for my students is that they'd have to pay for it. Yeah. I think like Mark cost something like $18 Mm. one time. (laughs) And I thought this is something I forget what, you know, like, let's say maybe $40, right? Mm -hmm. And the student's like, I'm not going to pay 7,000 yen for two apps. That's really expensive. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, by the way, this is an aside, but I, I love to explain to my students that back in like uh, when we started using computers, like, do you remember like in the 1980s and early ni- 90s? Like, if you wanted to buy Adobe Photoshop, it was like 250,000 yen. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we know how many of those we bought.
1: <laughs> but I remember I had to buy, um what was it? Quark Express or something? You had to buy it? I had to buy it because I. I had to make some materials or something. I was trying to do something. I forget what. I, you, didn't I wanted a, to, g- you
0: didn't know a guy?
1: <laughs> who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy
0: who
1: Yeah, and... Anyway. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I... But I'm just saying, I find it really oh. funny to my students when I go, wow, 500 yen. I'm not spending money. I'm not spending 500 yen. Anything. Apple. Yeah, it
0: was, it was like mon and mon and mon. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. So... That's probably the thing that stops it. But I'm wondering whether or not to say to my students, look, there's no textbook in this class. But then you have to make sure that it's Windows versus Mac and there's all sorts Mm -hmm. of things. But if it's possible, I just can tell you that it's really nice having that dual view is really, really nice. So that's another example of using it in conjunction with, Another kinds of apps. And as we mentioned, you can export it um, into like a a PowerPoint slide thing. Um, It can go into Keynote real easily. There's also the reverse side of this, which is I want to go back to you talked about the Cornell notes. Mm -hmm. And um, I think almost everyone knows about the Cornell note taking system, Mm -hmm. except for my students. Mm -hmm. But It's really interesting if you take the Cornell notes and that will translate to a mind map because you've got the keywords on the left side.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You've got your details on the right and then students can get their notes and then they visualize them into the mind map. But the biggest advantage is it's getting students to review their notes and actually go through their notes and think about the connections because I don't know. I mean, I can get my students to use Cornell note taking system. (laughs)
0: This is always. So they never strange. look at them again. <laughs> they never look at them again.
1: They all got them out for the class, right? And they know, okay, we're supposed to take notes during class and we use a Cornell note. Taking we don't know why. And then I'll do like, okay, let's review. Okay. And they don't remember anything. And I say, well, why did you take the notes?
0: You told us to. <laughs> exactly.
1: Because <laughs> we had to. We didn't know that we're supposed to look at our notes. We didn't know we're supposed to use our notes. And the thing about it is that at least to some degree for them, mind mapping can be fun. Yeah. I think. And that gives them some motivation to yeah. use it.
0: Yeah. It gives yeah. me motivation to do my work too.
1: Well, I find it's just more uh, organic, for it's lack fun. of a better it, word. It can be fun. Yeah. But it just comes out. The ideas come out and it's better than just, you know, writing ideas into a, a text. Sure. App. Hmm. Which isn't hard organized. But on the other hand, there are people like my daughter. My daughter absolutely abhors mind maps. Huh. And she's a real visual person. I mean, she's quite huh. an artist and, you know, into visual arts and can draw, but she does not like mind mapping at all. Huh. And I find it so interesting that You know, I would have assumed that you would have liked mind mapping. So, some people seem really drawn to it. Some people seem to really not like it. And it's just another tool for students and for us to use. And that's why I really like the iThoughts and the marked integration. It just is really,
0: yeah. That sounds cool. That sounds, yeah.
1: I'll 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 explain it to you a little later. Sometimes, if any of the listeners are curious about it, we can go into it a little more detail at another time. But okay. So let's talk about what do you want in a mind map app, right? We've described how we use them, why we think they're good, why we think they're good for students. So a student turns to you and says, "Hey, Mr. Silva, there are a lot of mind maps out there." There There's are a, a lot, lot, out lot there. of
0: mind map and apps. And you really, Yeah, yeah, and you it's uh, the and we're you know, just spoiler, we're not going to tell you which one to buy. <laughs> Cuz we can't tell you which one to buy. Um and I say buy because if you want the features and things, you're going to end up paying something for it. There's a lot of free ones out there, and I think they're fun to go explore and play. And the more that you explore and play, the, the more you'll realize, learn what you need or what you want. But there's so many out there, and they come with very, very different feature sets, um, like for one big divide is like collaboration, right? Some it's like are just designed for groups and uh collaborative work. Others it's like uh, as you know we said very very personal one person use. But um yeah, there's so many and uh no one can tell you which one to buy. Because as we said it's really personal, it's all very different. But can I just add something real quickly here? Yeah. They're on the free ones.
1: Um, and just I'll toss out some names here. The two big free players that I think I know of right now, um, Coggle and uh, MindMap. Uh, those are public mind maps. So when students use those services, those mind maps are public. So it's really important for you to make sure students don't include <coughs> any personal or private information they don't want available to people. So it's just a kind of a heads up kind of warning thing there. But yeah, there are a lot of different features. So what would be the features you think that are key?
0: Well, I think we both agree that the, the, the big one is, or the big one or two, um, ease of use. <laughs> it's got to be easy to use, and, and I would say better. Um, it's got to be fun to use, because if it's not easy, you're not going to use it. <laughs> it's, that's, you know, that's, the, that's the basic one. And if it's fun, then, you, then you're going to use it.
1: I'm going to agree with um, ease of use, right? And if it's fun, and but I mean, what makes it fun is what being able to change colors, change shapes, put things in.
0: Yeah, it's different for everybody, right? Yeah, but it's like it's it's again, it's a very personal decision.
1: Um, So ease of use is just that you can figure it out pretty easily.
0: Yeah, and it does it, it does what you think it's going to do when you when you do something it does it it is the expected operation <laughs> it doesn't do something else um, it it has to be powerful but it has to make those power features accessible and mm, logical or at least easy to learn whether it's um, something that's in the uh, tool window or whether it's key combinations. Um, it's got to be predictable to do what does what you ask it to do.
1: Well, that could be applied to any app. Well, sure. But I think for mind mapping, you want that ease of entry. And that's, I think, yeah. what I was going to say next is it just has to be really easy and quick to put stuff in, right? And it shouldn't yeah. take more than you know, typing, and then you should be able to hit a return key to add something to it, or a tab key to, you know, make like a sibling or vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. So I think you're right. So it has to be easy to learn, easy to use, right? Mm -hmm. And it should have a very, very good, easy learning curve. And then I think quick entry, things should be able to get in, you should be able to get things into it really fast. Okay, Anything else do you think that's key for a um, well, mapping it, app?
0: Well, each, each person's going to have a different need and different priorities. And uh, d- each application has its own different s- feature set. And so you might have some specific feature that you need. Um, one of those, for example, might be, uh, and, and probably is at some point or another, import and export of the of the data and what formats... Um, so, uh, the, the, the application that I use will uh, take my mind map and export it to a text file, which is a, as, as an outline, but it won't do it to, for example, specifically to Word. Now, if you use Word exclusively, and if you're going to be doing that a lot, then maybe you'd be better served by one that has an export to Word function. You know mine does you know it does it does pdfs it does you know, et cetera et cetera but it doesn't do it specifically for word um that might be something for you uh, I, I for other person no they don't use word okay cool um but uh in any case the um the import and export options are something to take a look at because you know you create this one mind map in your um in your one um, you know, in, in in the application itself, well, it's it's kind of stuck there. There's there's a lot of cases where you want to do something else with it, and if you got that flexibility uh, to export it to something else, um, then it's great. Most of them, I, I I guess all, but I can't say all because I don't know. Um, export it to a kind of a standard mind map format. Charles, you know what that is, right? It's not that's ODP. OPML. OPML. Yeah, okay. Um, I think almost all of them do that, and that allows uh, people with their mind map application to open it up and, and see your mind map, if that's a thing. Um yeah. cost... There's a big, big spread in, in, in uh, cost of these applications. Again, the a ones lot that are, of
1: them are subscription, by the
0: way. Now. A lot of them are subscription. A lot of them are one-time only. Uh, and the subscription costs are different. A lot of them, especially the ones that are geared more toward corporate use, collaboration stuff can get quite pricey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're they're kind cra- of crazy expensive, right? And we were talking about yeah. crazy the application prices, but some are crazy expensive. Um, uh, uh, a lot of them are not, and there's a lot. There's a big middle, uh, which, which is probably where most people will end up, right? So it's always like twenty to fifty dollars a year, maybe. Um, and uh, for me, um, you know, Charles and I we've we've discussed this a lot. For me, uh, it's got to be pretty. So you know, aesthetics or the design of the thing, what the the different templates are, the different themes that are available. Um, yeah, I I looked at a couple of the uh, others and the three ones, and it's like, and, you know, it, it really hurts my eyes. So I, I I just couldn't use, I can't use this. <laughs> I can't look at this.
1: Well, we've gone back and forth on this. Because, yeah. Um. I, I like open source a lot. Yeah. One of your big gripes is that they're just the user interface is not good. But when it comes to mind maps, I'm like, it's got to look nice. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's, that's ha- part of more it, More right? than almost
1: any other app. For me, and it's not the interface. It's actually the, the way the maps get laid out it has to be right for me, you know, in terms of color and how clear it is. Because it has to be easy to use because it's it's helping me organize my thinking. Um, I want to go back, Tony, just for a second to um, the exporting option. Okay. You talked about – I'm looking at the one I use, iThoughts, and it can export to iThoughts PDF website. Image. It can do Microsoft Office. It can make it into a report. It can do Markdown. It can do mind map and it can export to apps. And it will also export to like all these different mind mapping apps as well. So, but this is paid for and that's why I bought it is, you know, because it has a lot of that import exportability. But what I wanted to say is that if you decide you're going to go with mind mapping with your students and you want your students to submit their mind maps to you, make sure they send them to you as a PDF.
0: (laughs) It makes life
1: a whole lot easier because I would, you know, I didn't think of this the first time I did it Uh and, you know, all the students are using different kinds of mind mapping apps Mm -hmm. and (laughs) <laughs> We're just like oh no.
0: Well, like PDFs, PDFs are great in in so many cases because you you know that the other person's going to see exactly what you see. Right. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of the PDF. And and so yeah, when I share things with students, it's almost it's almost always a PDF.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really true. But I also explain to students that when you send, be careful when you send a PDF. Because sometimes, you know, a student will send a PDF to me when, when it's in a writing class or something. And I try to explain to them that it's traditional to send a text file. And the only time that I send a PDF to someone is when I don't want the document altered.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: So I said that, you know, if you send me a PDF, you're basically telling me you don't trust me. <laughs> I remember once there was a situation in a university I worked where I had to send a document to somebody who was the intermediary to something else about on a committee to a committee to a committee. And there were some issues there and I had doubts about whether or not my ideas would be presented as they were. So I sent the person the PDF. Sure. Oh, wow. Whoa. Was that a nasty reply back? (laughs) I was like, well, what are you so upset about? I wanted a more document. I'm like, well, and it's exactly that. That's why you would use a PDF. But yeah, uh, these mind maps, there's just so many of them. It's one of those things. There's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds out there. Um, I just want to go through the free ones I know
0: about. Just to, uh, just on the screen. features, just oh, those sure. features. Uh, cause, cause this is something you don't think about until it's too late. Um, you mentioned, well, I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, not us, but you know, anyway, shopping, right? <laughs> Buyer's remorse. Um, cross-platform for some Ah. people that's a real big thing and also is there a mobile app available right so one of the nice things that with with the one that i use is that yeah it it works on my mac it works on my phone it works on my uh, ipad which one do you use tony Uh, my mind node
1: mind node ah that's a that's a real nice one yeah i I love it i love it yeah people talk real highly that's um I think like the website, the Suite Setup that reviews stuff, mm. they have my note as number one and iThoughts is number two. Mm. So you're using the one that they recommend, number one, and I'm using <clears> the <throat> second one. My notes is pretty. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's really beautiful. I don't know whether it's – a lot of fle- a lot of flexibility with the appearance too, right? So you start off with a theme and then you make it your own. Yeah. But I don't know. I was
1: comparing my note to iThoughts and I don't know whether it was the font or just how the lines are drawn – Or something, but I thought it's just easier for me to understand my Mm -hmm, ideas. mm -hmm. I wish I'd bought this first. So, okay, so my node, yeah, it works on everything. Does it work on Windows?
0: No, I don't think it does. Yeah. I might be wrong. I don't know. I think iThoughts
1: is Windows and Mac-based and also iOS-based. So, okay. so But when we talk about cross-platform, there are the web-based ones. Like Coggle mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, MindMup, for example. They're free and they're web based, so it doesn't matter, but you need the internet connection to be able to ex- access those, right?
0: Mm-hmm,
1: um, mm-hmm. Another free one, it's more kind of a concept mapping, which is just a slight difference. The only difference I really can figure out between concept mapping and mind mapping is that there's a, a connecting box between the two ideas that tells the relationship. Hmm. and you have a little more freedom in terms of where you put things and move things and creating the relationships, but there's something um, you can get. um, So the, you know, I'm just spacing out, Tony, sorry about this. (laughs) It's just too early in the morning. And I think I'm beginning to realize just how tired I am. I can't, you know, remember things so quickly. I'm really, I think sleep deprived recently. Um, so the, you know, if you go with the concept map, there are different ones you can use. There's one, if you are really a power user and you're intent and serious about and crazy about things, it's called VUE. It's a visual understanding environment. Um, and it's super powerful. But it's mainly too powerful for most people. So again, I think that um, people should be careful about maybe starting off and going with some easy ones, okay? And I'm trying to remember the name of the app that I was thinking of that's free and is pretty good, but I can't remember it right now. So I'm sorry about that. I had it in my notes, and I don't seem to be able to find it in my notes
0: either, you know? Um Sorry about that. But what I, what I would recommend is like just grab two or three of the free ones, start playing around with each of them, um, see what you like, see what you don't like, and you might be you might be happy with one of those three. Um, and then there might be it's like well you like this from this one, this one that when you find an app find one of the applications that does the things that you need and find out if you can afford it. Yeah, yeah, and some of the free ones might be just enough for you yeah for 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 basic use those free ones are for students right?
1: yeah. there's no reason for them to um right um.
0: unless their parents are wealthy but uh yeah i mean if you're a typical student on a t- student budget uh, there's plenty of free ones out there that'll get the job done
1: yeah I think, yeah, the one I was trying to think of that kind of meets needs of most people, it works for Windows and Mac and iPad and Linux. It's something called CMAP. That's more of a concept mapping thing. Mm -hmm. But it's free. And it works really well across platform. And uh, it's kind of helpful. It's also multilingual. I think most of the mind maps are multilingual, right? I assume most so it applications no are all.
0: multilingual,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think overall, though, for our students, mind mapping is something really worthwhile to teach them, not just for your own personal use for organizing things. But I think for students, it's a real good way to go in terms of um, getting them to take notes and understand what's happening. And actually, it's a good task to say, hey, make a mind – instead of like write out your notes about what you think will be on the test, make a mind map. Of what we did last week, mm-hmm. so I think that's pretty much all I have to say.
0: Yeah, I think that, I think we've done it. I think we did a pretty good job, and I, and, and, and we're tired. <laughs> we're tired. Yeah, I just I, I realize
1: you know I'm sitting here and I have this thing for C Map and I can't even get my brain to find it. And it's I realized it's right in my mind in my
0: mind what? map somewhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why you know use colors. Make things happy. But,
0: ah, you know, I, so you should find function, man. I, I know. I, I didn't, so tired I am. I didn't even think of hitting Command F. <laughs> I just said, I wonder if mine has that. Yeah, yes, it does. I just looked at it. Yeah.
1: That's Command F, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. See, that's what I said it's about it. It, 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 do, it does what it's supposed to do. You hit Command F, then you're supposed to find. Yeah, that, that's what's supposed to happen. And that's what happened. Okay, good. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. It should, you know, stuff that you've learned in other apps should work in this app, but okay. I think we've covered it pretty well, Tony. Yep. Yep,
0: All right. yep, yep. yep. Right, so, okay. two teachers talking. Two tired, two tired teachers talking. Two tired <laughs> teachers talking. We're now, wait, two, te-
1: we're T4. Two teachers, too tired. Yeah. Right. Two tired teachers talking. That would actually make more sense. Okay, Tony. So, let's wrap it up. I'm Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And as Tony said, we're two tired teachers talking. And you can find us on a whole lot of things. Just add two teachers talking to it, and we're there. All right, Tony, you'd be well,
0: okay? Yeah, you too, Charles. Everybody out there, too. Be safe. Things are getting weird again.
1: Yeah, stay stay
0: negative, everybody. Stay at home.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Stay at home. Don't go out. Yeah. Okay, take care.